Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am what's left of CJ's voice, and I am joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? For this episode of That Kind of Nerds <laughs> Podcast, we're just going to all talk like CJ. I have not been smoking a million pack of cigarettes. I have gotten over the worst throat and cold I've ever had in my throat. Uh, this kind of throat the is the cold. worst. Oh my god, I should totally tell you, this is the voice of the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, no, so my voice is pretty shot, but I, I'm, listen, listeners, I still care about you. So I'm here, I'm, I'm going through it. Uh, we're going to get through this together. If this is your first time listening to the show, I do not normally sound like this. And I also recommend that you go to intro.thatkindofnerd.com. Learn a little bit about us, a little bit about the show. You get to hear my voice when it's not all dead and whatnot. Uh, and then you can dive headfirst into this episode. I'm going to recommend that you listen to episode 118. I don't know what it's, oh, it's in 118. that's called Inebriated and Out of Fruit by the Foot. Oh, that's a that? great episode. That's where I had a box of fruit by the foot and a box of fruit roll-ups was, and whiskey. Oh, man. It was great. I should do that again. Uh, remember the frame TV? Uh, they did that They did that video for, lo, uh, for the Note fans for, we're sorry your phone blew up, but thanks for being good fans. We're sorry. Oh, yeah. That was good. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is actually a really good episode. Oh, yeah. Every episode I'm on is a good episode. That's what you say every single time. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, because one of my it's true. One of my favorite hobbies is to go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and then I ask these two gentlemen for a tech perspective. Uh, and this one here is a little bit of follow up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had mentioned because <laughs> <laughs> my voice is Har- Harvey Firestein doing the <laughs> doing the tech perspective. <laughs> Tech perspective. Oh, that just hurts. This is a little bit of follow up. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the PlayStation Classic uh, and how we were very unsure as to what the games would be that uh, are mm. going to be on this tiny little console. Uh, and we have now gotten the official list. And there's a different one, one for Japan and one for the rest of the world uh, in North America. Um, I've never had a PlayStation in my entire life besides mm-hmm. the PlayStation 3. So I don't know mm. if these are the good games. So looking at this, I mean, I see Grand Theft Auto, I see Final Fantasy VII, see some things I do know, but a lot of things I don't. Uh, so Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, Tekken Three, Siphon Filter, Resident Evil. Yeah, there's some good games. Metal on Gear here. Solid, like those games that take you forever to finish. I'm gonna tell you right now, I own most of these games that I really enjoy on here. Like I own Metal Gear Solid, I own Final Fantasy, I own Resident Evil. I do not own Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and that game is amazing and might be worth $100 to buy the system alone. That's the Japanese version. The, no, no, no. It's the no, American it's American. Oh, version. it's in the American. You're right. It is Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. What don't, is that? I know what I'm about, son. Don't question me. What is Super Puzzle Fighter 2? I mean, even saying it is fun. Super Puzzle it Fighter is, 2. It is um, like Street Fighter meets Tetris. Super Puzzle Fighter wait, 2 wait, wait, wait. Turbo. Street Fighter meets Tetris? Yeah, so you have like little chibi Street Fighter characters. When I say chibi, they have like giant heads and little bodies and they're like fighting each other, but you Chody. fight each other via these puzzles that are like very Tetris like, but it's not like creating lines. You're trying to create like pairs and pair up colors and stuff. You know that shitty Bejeweled game? It's kind of not like that, but better. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's chibi. Just- are we going? Back? Are we going? No, no, no. Let's, well, let's, go, let's right? repackage. Let's repackage what he said. Uh, it's kind of not like that, which means absolutely fucking nothing. Those words in that order mean nothing. 
It's kind of not like that. It's like that in the terms of you have to like match up like colors. It's not like that in the terms where you get like just a sheet of shit and you move stuff around. Like stuff is like falling from the top. So of the it's, screen, it's a game like of, of segregation and violence. It, it is. And it's amazing. And I want it. And I can't find it. I will tell you right now, if I went on Amazon right now, let's see how much. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Super Turbo. Puzzle Fighter Some of these games were, were on the wish list. I remember we talked about Twisted Metal needs to be on this. So, I mean, uh, they, they did we, a pretty good no, job. No, we, we talked more about Siphon Filter and Metal Gear. Yes, we did. Um, which were both, those two fucking games were the greatest, like, first, I want like, you to listen to this. Third person shooters. I want you to listen to this. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo on PlayStation, on Amazon. Guess how much it's going for right now? Hundred seven dollars, hundred and thirty nine dollars. Oh, called that shit. I'm so close. So this is why I will get a PlayStation Classic, is so I get this game because the for PlayStation Classic is starting at ninety nine dollars and it's coming out December third. Uh, I imagine this is going to be like all these fucking classic consoles. It's gonna if be you want it for the find. Sega Saturn, it's two hundred dollars. Oh all right, so crazy. look, here's my only real issue with these consoles, I, and I uh, I bought an NES Classic this week. And have, oh, been, I love mine. have been playing it since Wednesday. The uh, the timing is way off. The I don't have an issue with the timing. Are you using an extension? I don't know. I'm corded. I'm yeah, not using I'm, the, like, I'm, the, the wireless control. No, no, no. Me neither. I'm using an extension cable. Oh, I'm not doing that. No, it's I'm I'm right in there. Oh, so I got to sit three feet from the thing. Um, yeah, like you did when you were six. That's the I on, but dude. I don't sit crisscross applesauce anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that's the only way to play Nintendo. Both my feet will fall asleep, and when I stand up, I will fall over. You know, I mean, you can always just buy the wireless controllers that they made for them, right? But I'll have the same latency issues, right? No, not with the wireless because my Super NES is wireless and it's fine. Okay, it's perfect. I'm wireless having, is always better. I'm having serious latency issues. Between when I push the button and what happens. And I know that because I am masterful at punch out. And this is not moving at my speed. Yeah, no, no, no. You either got to sit three feet or you got to get the wireless. All right, fair enough. From Nintendo. Guess this is you now. Guess this is me now. Latency problems. All right. So, I mean, here's the question, though. I mean, is everyone, are you two getting this? I will. For that game. Yeah, I'm not gonna that game alone. I'm not gonna line up, but he, I, I, Brian's absolutely right. Like, if there's if there's a game that is selling third party for hundred thirty dollars, well, you're foolish not to buy this console. Well, how much is the console? Hundred bucks? Hundred forty nine? The console's a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred dollars. That makes perfect sense. Well, that's like the the video game Conqueror's Bad Fur Day for the Nintendo sixty four, which I do have, is worth a ton of money. But you could buy the rare replay for like and now probably like thirty dollars, and you have that game on it. And by the way, if you're not playing Conqueror's Bad Fur Day on the Xbox, you should you should you should play it. It's once not per, as good as you once think in your it life. Is. Just play it once. I'm not saying spend a hundred dollars on it. I'm saying play that game once. It's just a really fun game. Well, now that we're done talking about the world of technology, let's move on to the world of comics. See how it's affecting TV, see how it's affecting movies, how it's not affecting my voice, but more effectively, how it's helping Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Just going to do all the themes in CJ's voice right now. <clears throat> Man, I need to I need to get take some water every time I make fun of you. This is tough. So Marvel is allegedly developing a Falcon and Winter Soldier series. For the Disney yes. streaming service. Yes, all of my yes. Take my money. Well, this is on top of what we already heard of a I know. Loki. Okay. I know. Okay. 
Loki and Scarlet Witch. I, I, if if Disney said we are going to release a streaming service and all it will have is the Falcon Winter Soldier show, I will pay for that. Really? They were funny. They were funny together, and they were good. Dude, do you do you realize what this is going to be if they do it right? What's this going to be? It's going to be Marvel's Lethal Weapon, and it's going to be awesome. Oh my god! I had not okay. thought of it that way. Right, I mean, a bit. All right. It, it it absolutely is. Don't give me that look. It absolutely temper my expectations act- because I'm now sold and I'm buying a, another streaming service. Josh, <laughs> come on, you got you got the the loose cannon who is got the tortured past partnered up with the straight laced military dude. That's lethal weapon. My problem, great. My, my problem is that it's an actual tortured past and there's no like love lost or you know what I mean? Like it's you it's, don't know that it's there's 70 40 years. years of, it's 70 years of torture. You're absolutely wrong. There is a love loss. He's missing his arm. He's also missing Steve. First off. Secondly, there's 40 years of history with Winter Soldier that we have no idea about. At least 40 years. He was hibernating and being uh, awakened by code words. Right. They kept up, but they kept on taking him out of cryo freeze to go do shit. You don't know what happened during those times. I, I, I like, I like the angle. I don't think it's going to be that, like that buddy cop, but I, I, I do see what you're saying. They are good together. I'm excited. Yeah. I think this is a great idea. I'm on board. Not enough, not enough for me to uh, subscribe to. A is is this Scarlet Witch and Loki enough for you to subscribe? Those three different shows. I don't know. No. All right. Mm, I don't know. Well, then let's talk about something that you guys have subscribed to, and that is the DC Universe. Oh yes, I because have because they have shown some uh, very quick uh, clips. La la la! Don't ruin it for me. I haven't watched the new episode yet of Doom Patrol. They just showed yeah, a clip the- of that. They showed the Doom Patrol in Titans this week right. on tonight's episode. I haven't watched. You could just yeah, see the I'm, clip. I'm like, I haven't watched. I haven't watched anything beyond episode one. Oh my god, dude, you need to watch it. Uh, it's really, oh, don't. It's really like it's really dark. I'm gonna drive to Allentown and punch you in the throat. I hear you. It's just not what I'm in the mood for at the moment. Like I'm watch. I've watched wait so minute, much other dark stuff. Did you? I was gonna say, did you just watch Daredevil that's, and Punisher? That's the thing, right? I've watched so much other dark stuff. I don't want to add. Like I just, I just don't want to pile on. And I'm watching House of Cards because it's available today. Um, so like uh, my soul is already fractured. You know what I mean? Like I need. Mm-hmm. I had to watch that Sandler special just to like bring my my brain back i'm watching batman the animated series because i just got my hd blu-rays in the <laughs> mail but going back to this clip we uh have officially seen robot man uh negative man and elastigirl not related to the incredibles just happens to have the, the same name uh, elastigirl has a, the weirdest plate of food it's onion ring spaghetti and then like sausage and a whole bunch of other stuff and then she drenches it in brown gravy and then when she digs into it her face starts to like melt off for Frank. Like, it's the weirdest freaking clip. Did she have a stroke? It, it looked- you realize there's they're showing a scene from the Titans episode that I'm not watching that you would now just ruined for me. What? First off, how does that spoil anything from your Titan show? It doesn't spoil anything, but what if I wanted to see Elastigirl's face melt by myself on my own? Then you shouldn't be doing a happened. nerdy podcast every week where we talk about this stuff. I sacrificed me watching Titans at a timely hour so I could do this. Oh my god. You're so ridiculous. I know, but I just love this show so much. I mean, is Titans really that good? Is it really? I really enjoy it. Right, CJ, right now it's two. It's it's one out of three nerd recommending, but I, I'm in, I'm void from this, so it's really two. CJ, one out of two. Just do the seven day trial and watch the three four episodes. It's kind of what they're afraid of, right? Is people like me just coming in after and it? And if you don't like it, 
end it. All right, let's we'll see. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about some more DC. Uh, Ewan McGregor has joined the cast of Birds in Pre- Birds of Prey as Black Mask. Good villain. I'm completely Good actor. I'm completely unfamiliar with Good a- so um if you want to if you want to really quickly familiarize yourself with Black Mask, watch uh Under the Red Hood. Okay. Yes. Uh played a big part in in that in that story arc. Um not uh let's just say he like he leads with his face. You know what I mean? Like doesn't he, he's not the best planner. He's he's easily foiled. He's emotional, petulant. Um he's incredibly violent and he's very strong and he's uh got a good foothold uh in Gotham but uh not in any way like cerebral, doesn't play the long game, gets beat all the time. Like am I missing anything, Brian? Uh, no, you pretty much nailed it. He's just a, a standard ass gangster. Standard ass gangster. <laughs> standard ass gangster. He's just a standard ass gangster. In uh, celebr- uh, this doesn't need to be in the show. I just thought of this, and I don't can't believe I didn't send this. Oh to you, yeah, Josh. this is great. I just sent you this link that I found on Imgur of Jensen Ackles, who for Halloween dressed up as the Red Hood. He looks fucking baller. Look at these pictures. Yeah, I want this cast like right now. Who is this guy? He's That's the, guy the guy from, from Supernatural. Supernatural. He's also the guy who voiced Red Hood in Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I like this very much. This Holy is, this shit, is solid. look at that outfit. I know, right? It's re- No, this is staying in the show. This is really good. So, CJ, he, you, I'm assuming, have not watched Under the Red Hood, the, the animated movie. I have not. Okay, well, you need Sign to... Sign up for the seven-day free, free trial of DC <laughs> Universe. Watch yeah. Under the Red Hood, the four episodes of Titans, and then... Can I use promo code, that kind of nerd? No? Come on, DC! Get me something! Get us a promo code. You can't scream at DC with your voice like that. It, you know what? It's worth losing my voice to get the promo code. But then I have to finish the show, and I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I would say definitely watch Under the Red Hood. Um, and beyond that, I don't, I don't hate... You and McGregor, I just don't know. Like the guy's supposed to be like you know I, super I super Gotham. Is, I imagine this is obviously going to take some liberty with the canon of this character to yeah, make yeah, him a little more yeah. formidable uh, for for Birds of Prey. And you don't hide. I mean, you and McGregor's not going to sign only, on to do a stupid role. My only worry is that good. is you and McGregor going to be okay with covering his face for an hour and a half? Because why not? Yes. What's he's he not black what, mask what else, if he doesn't wear the mask? What else is Absolutely. he doing? What else Christopher is Christopher Robin? He, he, that's that's done, bro. Come on, dude. Yeah, nobody. Uh, no, cares. I'm. I don't know what he's doing right now. Well, I, the Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't movie. have eyes on you, McGregor, at this moment. So the, For all I know, he could be eating a crumpet. <laughs> the Obi Wan. He's Scottish. He's not going to do that. The Obi Wan Kenobi movie has been pushed back, right? So that's yeah. A hold. Every Star Wars solo movie has been put on indefinite right. hold. So he's not doing anything. Yes, I think you McGregor realizes that if a character is wearing the mask for most of this, he's going to advocate for the mask. The guy cares about the roles he takes and being accurate to him. So yeah, that's clear because he's made so many movies that are, you know, artsy. Yes, he's an actor, not an actor. Right, he's an actor. It, yes, yeah, he's made some. He's he's starting some roles where you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, here? that's exactly um, who you would want for that. He's got Brian four movies. Um, Either filming or in pre-production. Is one of them Birds of Prey? One of them is Birds of Prey. So he's got three other things. Three other things going on. He's got nothing going on. Really? I don't know what that has to do with covering up his face. You don't think a, an actor like Ewan McGregor no, is like, I, I, I want think, my face to be no, shown dude, I I'm think, pretty. I think Ewan McGregor uh, is a standalone great actor. 
that everybody can get behind in any role. It's the same thing, like for my in in my opinion, like the reason Tom Hardy wouldn't give a shit about covering up his face the whole because everybody knows who the hell he is. He's a megastar. But he did cover up. He didn't cover up his face for most of Venom. He covered up That's his face for all of the Dark Knight Rises for that role. The entire thing. Yep. For that entire role. So like, be- because this could be a recurring thing, I do think, and I think that that Black Mask is just as good a recurring character in in a in in the scope that DC is is doing, like Birds of Prey and stuff like that, Suicide Squad. And I think recurring. This is a really good role, yeah. and. There's obviously going to be some origin shit where you're going to see his face anyway. So who cares? I think that and you bring up a good point. I think Tom Hardy has really set a standard for a lot of these actors who want to get into these kind of roles that covering your face isn't a, oh, I don't know who's playing that, but more of a, who the fuck is playing that guy? And people right. care and respect the fact that since the character's face is covered for most of, you know, their, their, oh, uh, yeah, CJ. And they respect that. Yep. I mean, nobody cared who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> 100%. You're making my point. I appreciate it, Bane. Oh man. Look, I, I think that in a movie like this one, a name like Ewan McGregor really adds a lot of firepower. Absolutely. To the cast. Absolutely. So I really, for me, it makes, makes me happy because that me, Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Rosie Perez. That's who we have cast, basically. That's official, Rosie yes. Perez. I, I, she's listed I heard... as yeah. She's uh, she's on IMDb listed as Renee Montoya. Okay, but we don't have our Black Canary yet. Uh, we do. Um, who is it? Journey Smoliet Bell. She's going to be in this movie, and again, we don't know who the hell she is, really. Which is so good. you've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who we know, but like the world really doesn't, right? And Margot Robbie, who everybody knows. So Ewan McGregor, I think, is a, is like a really good addition good, good to the cast. All right, right on. Well, now that we're done with the world of comics, let's talk about the world of movies and how it's affected. Oh, we're done in the world of we're comics. We're done in the world of comics. Well, now that we're done with the world of comics, let's turn to the small screens and the big screen in the segment that we call Screen to Stream. We accept all screens of all sizes over here at That Kind of Nerd. We do. I, however, Brian, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you on out, what? son. Last uh, last week, again, you lodged yourself in the basement, and with the Wildmore card and library card, you put together the blockbuster for us. I did. However, comma, uh, I think you omitted one movie that is definitely worth our attention, and that is the movie Jonathan, which comes out. Mm, I did not omit that because I did not know but what just the because fuck it like was. Ansel Elgort or whatever his name is. No, well, I mean, that's part of it, but uh, this this movie comes out November sixteenth. If you haven't seen the trailer, I am telling you to stop the podcast right now go to the show notes and watch this trailer because it is super intriguing and i love it really yeah yeah i'm watching it right now so for those of you who who just refuse to watch the trailer uh the premise is in my opinion uh pretty interesting it is about uh a, a man named jonathan uh what's the term that they said that he had Mo- uh single person multi-consciousness so basically there are two actual personalities in his brain yeah, it's split personality it's yeah well one lives by day and the other lives by night and they have a set of rules and then they start breaking the rules and their lives are starting to collide in some very different ways i just it looks really interesting to me uh when i showed it to jenny who hates anything like that's not some popcorn eating movie most of the time uh was really intrigued it was like can we get tickets to this now so it looks really good yes the cast is not you know huge it's not a big name cast 
But I think the premise of it is right up the, the alley of most people who listen to the show. I think that they'll greatly enjoy it. So I feel like I need to defend myself. Oh, please go ahead. Because A, I didn't know this fucking movie existed until an hour ago. B, it looks okay. Eh. It looks okay. Oh, it looks okay. I agree. So is it worth the blockbuster? Probably not with the fact that we had like 30 movies on this month's blockbusters. C, let me explain to you how I go about building the blockbuster. Oh, yeah. I want to hear this. I curate just a list of movies that are coming out in the month that we're doing. By curate, I mean I Google. <laughs> sure. I look at the list. I think, what have we have I seen trailers for? Because in my spare time, I do nothing but watch trailers. For stupid shit, I just watch trailers all the time. And if I've seen the trailer and I think it's worth our time, I put it on the blockbuster. If I've seen the trailer, it's not worth our time. I don't put it on the blockbuster. If I've never seen the trailer, I don't know what it is or what it's about. I don't waste my time. I don't even know this movie. It was a, a thing until an hour ago, which means they didn't really market it at all, which means it's not worth my time. It's a small budget movie. That, that's why they didn't really market it. Great. It's a small budget movie. Enjoy your small budget movie in your small budget theater and your small budget life. All right, dude. Speaking of speaking of not worth your time, an animated movie where Will Smith turns from spy. <laughs> oh, this looks pigeon. dumb. So let that. Thank you for segueing into spies in not, disguise. Not worth my time. Tom Holland and Will Smith together in an animated movie where you're exactly right. Will Smith is a tuxedo cladded super spy. The best in the in the biz, and then Tom Holland. I don't know how turns him into a pigeon. This for cover, dumb as shit. For cover. <sighs> what is he going undercover in? I, I like, don't know. A, a but Tom Holland's ring? Tom Holland's entire like premise, right? Of of changing Will Smith into a pigeon, unbeknownst to Will Smith, right? Um, is that pigeons are everywhere and no one notices them, right? So you can be everywhere undercover and nobody will notice that you're there but how will he do his super spy shit see now i have to have the answer to this question so i'm gonna have to see the stupid freaking movie <laughs> oh i don't think you will i, I think mean, this is like shark tale-esque you know what i mean like, if i'm really freaking bored one night i will walk across the street to the movie i mean a list it. it's an i mean yeah if if i'm super bored and i i get three movies a week right, right. this could be a list so sure I mean, I don't really see that happening uh, in my life. Uh, this could probably be a movie that will be on the Patreon exclusive episode. Except we've already made that list. That's right? not for this. That's that's not. Oh, this is for 2019. Yes, it is. This is this is just announced. Dumb. Speaking of our Patreon, you should all subscribe to our $10 or more tier and vote on what movie we see this month. That's right. Time is ending. Have? Hopefully it's something that CJ will hate. <sighs> time is, we have a final on that? Uh, time is ending. November 19th is the last date that you're allowed to to vote uh, for that. And uh, as it sits right now, as it sits right now, Instant Family is winning. Yay! Woo-hoo! Instant Family so, the Wahlberg movie. We're all going to be heartwarmed. All right. Let's move on then. Anna Kendrick uh, is set to star in a new sci-fi thriller called Stowaway. Uh, par- yeah, why is this a part thing? of the reason why this is a thing is this is uh, Joe Penna's uh, first directorial debut on a real movie. If you don't know Joe Penna, he's a YouTuber called Mystery Guitar Man. Uh, it's not anything crazy special in the sense of his work. It's just the fact that uh, he's a pretty well-known YouTuber. Now he's directing a movie. But the premise of this is pretty cool as well. So uh, remember Passengers? <laughs> it's a it's a little 
bit like that. Uh, there's a, a ship going to Mars, uh, and then everyone kind of wakes up and realizes that there is a stowaway on the ship. And it's lost in space. Yeah, but the question is, do you kill them or do you, uh, you not kill the stowaway? And uh, it's, so it's it's not a sci-fi. It, it's an existential thriller that will examine humanity and what we really are and all this other garbage. It's um, there was a movie that did this already in like a prison or something. I can't remember the name of it. Oh well, <laughs> it's escaped me. I, I, anyway, I mean, we haven't even seen like a. F- I love Anna Kendrick, so I will probably see this right. movie. But and the last time you poo pooed an Anna Kendrick thing, you really liked it. it I was, didn't. It was awesome. I didn't poo poo. Awesome. I didn't poo poo Anna Kendrick. You I poo pooed the director. The movie poo pooed the which whole is what movie. I said. I poo pooed the director. Anna Kendrick movie. I did. I, I did see it, and I ate my crow already. Brian Evelyn Thornton, C.J. Josephine Mellon, Henry Cavill. He saw some. He is a person, an actor, uh, a glorious mustache. But, of, but apparently not of glorious fame, as we learned. He is. He is not up. He is famous. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not as famous as Chris. We got. Oh my god, I'm not going to have this <laughs> argument with you again. We got some footage of him, some like test footage of him from The Witcher, and everyone made Legolas jokes. You're probably the yeah. only person who's familiar with the source material. Uh, any thoughts on this that we have to add? He looks like Geralt. Does he? Yay! Yeah, he looks exactly oh, like him. You like want me to mis- send you a picture? No, people are saying they're missing the beard, the scar. Like he's not. As- he didn't have the beard till or the scar till Witcher Three. Like, Listen, fuck, I'm just here relating Get what the people shit say. Together, I'm just relating what the people say. The people are dumb. You hear me? People are dumb. People say he looks very elvish and he looks like a rejected Lord of the Rings character. Yeah, he, Rivia. He looks elvish, but he doesn't look. He looks. Mm. He looks okay. Looks fine. He looks oh, fine. Oh, these books have a cult following in Poland, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia, Ukraine, Romania. This isn't going to be a priority for me. This the, it, it has a cult following in Poland because the book is a Polish book based on Polish lore. But the reason it's popular in America is because of the video game. Yes. Let, let me let me ask the bigger question. Are people making a mountain out of molehill? Are they just looking for shit to complain about or like are any of their grievances legitimate? It's the internet. They they always bitch about the stupidest things. Yeah, I, it looks just like him. That's great. I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm never gonna watch this Netflix thing. I'll watch it unless everyone don't, tells me. No, are you gonna watch it? This is gonna be a priority for you. Really? This is the show. This is it. Not Doctor Who, which you're far behind on now. None of that stuff. This, The Witcher. This is what we're gonna prioritize. Right. We're gonna put this in front of. Well, no. First and foremost, I have to watch the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and and then maybe I'll get to this. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. And then see I gotta her. finish Castle I Rock. can't see her as anything but Sally Draper. Draper. Yeah, you get over I've that. Never at seen one point. Mad Men, so we're good. I don't. I. I don't want to get past it. Like I, I'm. I'm fine with her. Right where she's my at. wife has watched the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and uh, I've only caught pieces of it. And it looked okay. It's not my show. Like I'm. I'm not interested at all. But hello. Okay, but we're gonna get a sequel to. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard uh, is what I'm reading. This is bullshit. Did you guys see this no. movie? I Hell yeah! Movie. I saw this, this movie. movie was, was so hilarious. fucking boring. What? I hated the first one. Nope. Wasn't boring. Oh my god, it was so boring. You saw everything in the trailer. Remember the rules that we talked about a bad movie. Remember the rules that we Dude, talked about. This it? was not. Remember the it rules. Grossed, it grossed seventy five million. I get that. It made money, but again, so did Batman vs Superman. If they just played it on the screen, this this they did the marketing job to get people. Sam the seats. Jackson, Ryan Reynolds. But the uh, whole Sonya, marketing uh, for this movie was Sam Jackson, Ryan Reynolds. What was their character's name? Michael Bryce and what? 
Kincaid? I, I'm gonna Google, I'm gonna pull that up on IMDb right now just to confirm. I was severely disappointed with this movie. I think that's crazy. Talk. And I'm real. I'm real close to to just saying pass. Not hard pass. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Just pass. Ryan Reynolds played Michael Bryce. Nailed it. And Samuel Jackson is not in the top of the list for IMDb. What the he fuck was is that Kincaid about? for sure. Darius Kincaid. Hey, I didn't know the. I didn't know the. Yeah, first. I, yeah I'll, I'll give that to you. Right but on. like, I've look, I've watched that movie probably three, four times. Oh, okay, that's why. No, this was once and done. And I, I did not. No, enjoy dude, it. this is a great like. This is a great flight movie. It's a great. I got I got ninety minutes to kill movie. That was the thing. It was ninety minutes. The marketing was all about Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds just digging around on set, not the movie. Fine. Right. And it just, it just was like, it was, it wasn't good. I did not enjoy this movie. I'm very bummed that there's a sequel. I'm sure it made a fuck ton of money. So why, why the hell not? Right. Kind of like the, you know who's not seventy five million domestically. It's just like the one eighty worldwide. Just like the Pirates of the Caribbean. That is in the. It's happening. I don't know why, but it's happening. Well, I bet you Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson are not bummed. Because they get paid oh, sure. again, yeah, to do things. Absolutely. This movie was fine. I don't know what your problem is. I, get your stick really, out of your rear end. It's really boring. And there were crude, there were crude jokes that were not funny at all. CJ, listen, whoever six... lozenged a stick up your ass, you need to get. Selma it Hayek is in a prison cell complaining about her cellmate, and then they just have her randomly fart in a corner. Made her cellmate stand in a corner but, 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 all but, 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 the live long uh, day. Which, it was hilarious. Which was funny. Listen, then the fart am, comes in to undermine users, it. I'm just going to... IMDb users, 147,000 votes. Give this movie a 6.9. And it has like a 40% Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm not fine with 40%. You're not fine with 40%? That's fine. No, I've seen utter garbage 50%. Well, I, yes, but I've seen great movies lower. So I, I like you and I, we just talked about this earlier today. We did with the Rotten Tomatoes shit. I just I don't buy into it. Yes. Look, something certified fresh. That's great. Wonderful. However, some shit that is, you know, below that 40, 50 percent mark, really, really good movies. So I don't like I don't put a ton of credence in that as much as I do the user scores, viewer scores, and certainly the IMDb scores like generally give you a better outlook i don't put a ton of credence in it either but what i they, what i take into more consideration is metacritic right and metacritic no. gave it a 47 based on critics yes it's and a 6.5 a 6.5 on users same as rotten tomatoes give me the user 6.5 sounds yeah, about right it's it's i'd give this movie a 6.5 out right, of 10 for and sure i'm definitely part of the four percent that says this movie was bad I knew you would probably like it. Uh, this movie is not about it. Man, I'm not about it. Oh, it's hilarious. Just give me all the Ryan Reynolds and all the Sam Jackson all the give time. Give me the outtakes. Can they both Can they both just curse at me <laughs> like for a day? I'll sit in a chair, and they can just scream insults and curse words at me all day. Yeah. I would pay to see that. Not going to lie. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the other thing that we need to do that we haven't done in a while is give a topic, a product, a movie, whatever. The third degree in a segment that we, we call did it two weeks the ago. third degree. It's been a while. Two weeks is a while. Microsoft is aiming to transform your phone into a fully fledged gaming console with the dumbest accessory I think I've ever seen. It's a uh, basically you you cut an Xbox controller in half and then stick it onto your phone. You know what Microsoft also failed at? Everything. An actual gaming yeah. console. Okay, Just okay, so. okay. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, What's next? Uh, okay. Uh, this is what we've been asking for, though. We, we've been saying, if you make our phone gaming tactile, we'll buy into it. We've been asking for this for, you know, years. I'm not saying Microsoft did it right, but they've got the right idea. And every single of those um, phone attachment things that say they're tactile, they're not. They're, you know, they're just, they're not as tactile as they should be. Uh, look, if they do it sort of right and they make the right games available, like, for instance, I would buy all the... um the EA Sports 2K Sports games on the App Store sure. and play them on my phone because they're cheap on the App Store. And I could play them on my phone with a what however much the accessory is, 50 bucks whatever it is. I mean that's I'd be willing to pay that. So so yes, make my phone gaming more tactile. This looks like something I could easily pack in my laptop bag. Yeah, to well. be fair, this isn't an official product yet. This is a research thing that they're working on and they actually made a research paper uh, available for it and the vision is to make mobile gaming uh way more realistic to to a console uh so like there's a smaller attachment for a tablet a bigger one for a phone but the problem that we have with all these josh because like you said these things do exist right uh you know there are other companies yeah but the ones that exist are not at all portable right. like they're they're oddly shaped. and they like, you have the to, like phone, clip your phone yeah in. you have to look yeah. up like it's it's, not it's actually like a like a like a 10 inch like huge device it's, it's not like a, a self small yeah it's portable. like a selfie stick with a, a control at the it's end of it. huge this huge. is more like a uh psp vita or, or something like that right it's, it's meant to be held but the problem that we always have with this is that it's the games that come out for it they're usually watered down or they're not the games that you want uh, if it works, if it works with any game I purchase on the App Store, then this but, is a really this is a re- like this would take up valuable space in my bag. But what about this though? If if the games have this kind of control to it, they have to be developed beyond just a normal mobile game. They have to be you know have some development inside of it. How much is too much then for a game that's compatible with this? Are you paying twenty thirty dollars for a game like this? Are you paying forty? I mean, depending on the game, I would pay up to. So let, let's say, let's say we put Madden on this. I'd pay twenty bucks for Madden. Would you pay sixty? E- even no, no. Again, I don't have that much time. Right. But this is just something I would do in flight. Something I would do to kill a little bit of time. Like this is not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I no. I'm. I'm no. Brian, let's never. divorce this from the fact that it's Microsoft for just a moment. Right, you absolutely mm-hmm. love the Nintendo Switch. I do love my Nintendo Switch, and it's a great design for a portable gaming console to go down the world. It absolutely and, is, and you're is. the biggest advocate of mobile gaming being more tactile. I, I am, and yes. I think you were a person who had a PlayStation Vita, right? Did you have a Vita? I did not have a okay. Vita. I have a 3DS. A 3DS. All right, so I mean, you've, you've been a, hand, a fan of handheld gaming. Is this something that will make it better? Is this something that's going to help the, the the portable gaming industry, or it's just it's a pipe? I'm very, I'm very wary. It has to, it has to. The, the problem is any game that I want to play, like any game that I would want to play, has to be played through like an emulator of some kind. And I'm not so sure anything like this would work with an emulator. It's probably got to work with a specific set of games that I would have to buy or download. And I like, I I don't I don't think that it's going to be compatible with anything that I would want to play. And at the other extreme, like I don't need this shit to play temple run or Pokemon so, go. Like so, I don't need it. Cause it's built for a touch. So screen. let's say we have 
uh, the ecosystem down, right? These are games specifically developed for this Microsoft-esque controller, right? It's got maybe a property that you want. Maybe you play Halo, right? Maybe that's available or Destiny or something's available for this. Is this enough to take out the Switch? Is this enough to kill a, a, a Nintendo no. DS? No. It absolutely won't take out any sort of handheld 3DS no. or Switch, period. App-based app gaming is nowhere near that level of subscription. Hence, hence why I said we get the a, ecosystem correct, right? Like we, Even if the ecosystem is correct, okay. it, it's not here's, ever and, going and, to do that. Right, and here's the thing. like In, in, in terms of like pound-for-pound pound value, a 3DS fits very neatly into a small pocket in my laptop bag, huh. right? This would take up more space than that from the looks of it and would also require that I buy additional stuff. I'm just not. The like, tablet one looks pretty small, but who's carrying the tablet nowadays? Well, no, no. I mean, an iPad, sure, right? But, like, I mean, I'm not going to attach things to an iPad. It's just It just looks unwieldy. I'm not going to. Yeah. So, like, again, it's not as portable. It's not as convenient. And if I'm going to game on a 10-inch screen, I'll just get a Switch. The Switch is smaller than an iPad and more capable of being portable. So as we said, this is a, a research project with Microsoft. It's not an official product. They're not announcing it. They're not uh, releasing it right now. They're just saying, hey, this is an idea that we cooked up and we're putting some money into research. So Brian, uh, in our standard unit of measure for the nerd degree, well, where do we rate this? All right. In our standard unit we of measure. We do this every week that we do the nerd degree. It's the same thing. Uh, absolutely. We do this every week. This is... When you wake up on Christmas morning and you see under the tree that box that looks exactly like a gaming console, you know you got a PlayStation for Christmas. Mom and dad won't let you open it until very last and the, the anticipation is building. And then you open it and it's a Playmax 3000 with like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and stuff like that on there. Metal Gear Flaccid. <laughs> Metal Gear Flaccid. Um, this this is this is a Christmas morning where I get most of the stuff I want, um, but all I really wanted was love and not to be bought off with presents. This is the Christmas morning where you wake up and you've always wanted that little puppy, right? And you saw in the store and you see the box that has the loose lid, and then you open it up and you realize that there were no air holes in the box, and now you got right, yourself a dead yeah. puppy. Dead wow. Puppy. Dead on, so not a good idea on, on any account. I'm seeing that took a dark turn. Actually, yeah, you made you made it. Were real, you bro. expecting a happy outcome from this? <laughs> Have you heard this voice? I guess, Dead puppies. I guess, I guess I'm Harvey Feierstein. I hate everything while we're at all it, the time. Make the puppies a stew <laughs> or a jacket. Apparently, you're allowed to make jackets out of puppies. I'd, I'd fashion them into a hat. Makes no I'd goddamn wear sense. Wear it out at Would night. Would you need a hundred and one of them to make Where one the hell jacket? Have you ever seen no yourself sense. a puppy jacket? Makes no goddamn sense. I could probably make a jacket with like twenty. <laughs> I could make five jackets and still have a puppy left over you're doing more with less over there <laughs> you gotta use the whole puppy I mean, that's the yeah oh, oh, oh. don't forget the entrails they make a nice lineup oh god make the buttons out of the eyes repurpose them oh greaty uh listener uh this is a recurring theme all right i apologize about the question of the week uh, as you can tell 
I wasn't I wasn't ready for this. It was late this week, but uh, he wasn't. It'll ready. be scheduled. I'll have this thing a little more consistent. So I do want to thank the people that did answer it. And the question of the week this week was, what fictional location would you retire to if you could? Brian Roman said, "A world where DC puts out good movies." Hiyo! <laughs> you savage. Oh, you are correct, sir. Right off the bat, just went savage. He does not pull punches, oh, man. And then I was like, anything else? He's like, nope. All right. There's that. Uh, Andrew Capilla. He said Springfield. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to go to Moe's Tavern and have a beer with Barney. Which, if that's your life goal, Andy, I think we need to, I think we need to talk, man. I think we need to. Are we sure Andy is not Barney himself? Uh, and also Springfield is in Oregon. That has been scientifically identified. Oh, nice. Or, or you could just go there. to Universal Studios and... But he's retiring to Moe's Tavern, which has had several health code violations. And, and the bartender that. who wants to kill himself. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I think that's pretty typical no matter what bar you go to at some point, right? Uh, my my wife... Uh, my wife. She said... My wife. U.S. and A. It's very nice. She said Australia, where I can bone Chris Hemsworth. Right. That's where she's at. She's on a. She's actually on a flight right now on, the, on her way oh. home. Maybe um, she has Chris Hemsworth in tow. And I think uh, her answer was just written to frustrate me after a week of her being away. Here's my answer to your question of the week. I want to retire to the house that Hank Pym has in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then I can just have it pop up wherever I go. <laughs> With and no foundation. Thank you, Lara. No foundation, plumbing, or electrical. Houses don't fucking work that way. You'll have no Wi-Fi, and you'll be miserable within an hour. So, no, that is not where you're going to retire. I don't see it. And if and if she does, uh, you're not going to be there. That's okay. We're I think I think we're both okay. I think this is more like a heaven situation oh, okay. where we'll be able to reconnect. <laughs> right, go to the lesbian very, cloud. Right, in a very like Robin Williams, Annabella Shiora. Kind wow, of um, wow, really? No, what dreams may come. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great movie, movie but I mean, like that was hell. Yeah, but they found each other. I mean, yeah, just you had to go through. Yeah, you literally had to go through right. hell. Fine. All right. Fine. I and and clearly having to take her uh, out of a house that just fucking drops down and pops up wherever it, it goes right. sounds All like right. hell to I me. Catch it. All right. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. Fictional is Hawaii fictional? Could I go there? Like everybody says, that seems pretty nice. That's. I don't think that's fictional enough. I don't know. Then. Um, I don't give me someplace fun the doctor went. I'll go there. I don't think that's future. All this is future Josh's problem. You wouldn't want to retire to like Hogwarts or Hogmeade, Hogsmeade? No. Did, have you seen that place? They like they, they eat by candlelight. They no. That doesn't seem you know where I'd retire to? I'd retire to like Gotham City. It seems decadent enough and metropolitan. It's riddled enough. with crime. Yeah, but like I'd be in the upper crust. Looking down my nose at all the crime. Like, but even Thomas that. and Martha Wayne died. I'd be fine with that. I don't care about any See, of that. Like I would I, I want to be you know what I want to do when I retire? I want to be uh, I want to be Kingpin. I want to This is not a profession. Yeah, I Choose a location, a fictional location. I can't. I they're all like comic books and, and they're all rooted in reality. Gotham isn't you're good on that one. 
Gotham is kind of Newark, but but basically. but but Gotham is different than Newark or Chicago or anything like that. It's its own place. I don't like I don't like. This See, question. I would retire. I don't know the name of the location, so yell at me later. But I would retire. I would retire to wherever Capsule Core from uh, Dragon Ball Z is because everything is super small, right? And then becomes really big, and all the major fighting that happens in most of Dragon Ball Z, they go out somewhere else. They go away from civilization for most of it. So I'll be safe. And if I die, eh, I'm you know it's close. Asgard. Asgard was destroyed. Like, just now. Yeah, it would be dead. Asgard's okay, on fine. a ship. Atlantis, then. Like, where oh, the hell? that's like, the wrong answer. Your answer should have been Asgard is a people. Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. That's good. Asgard, I get to hang out with a bunch of Norse gods and drink mead and eat food all day. Sounds amazing. You know, until, until it blows up by a big fiery. Uh, that's fine. Half the people got out. I'll be one of them. Yeah, but then half of that half died. That's okay. I'll still survive. You're, I'm hanging really, out with Valkyrie. Really she got out. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before Rivendell, I'd go. That's where I'd go. Where? Rivendell, Rivendell. from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yep. With with the, all the elf peoples. With all the douchebags who think they're better than everyone. That's where I want to be. Have you met Josh Burns? That would be perfect. He'd fit right in there. What about going to like the, the special elf city like away from Middle Earth that Frodo goes to at the end of the series? I, but we never saw that. I don't know. No, what he didn't, but like. I'm sure he it's He doesn't wonderful. know the real estate there. It, but I don't know what it looks like. I'm sure it looks like Riverdale on crack. I can hang out with Hugo Weaving and Liv Tyler in Riverdale. Okay. I can win her heart. It'd be, I mean, it'd take some time, but I would No, you can't. She married Aragorn. Well, I mean, I can convince her that he died. It'd be fine. Hey, if he can convince Chris Hemsworth to have a threesome with him and his wife, he can convince her. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, yeah. Rivendell sounds like the place that Chris Hemsworth would hang out to. Oh, and Asgard. I'm hanging out with Chris Hemsworth in this scenario. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to talk about Daredevil season three. So if you haven't seen it, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And I want you to share it with a friend because sharing is the ultimate Internet currency. And we thank you for your donation. Thank you so much for making us your work walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work or your pleasurable jet ski run. (laughs) We appreciate you listening to that kind of nerd and we will see you all next week. But stick around for Daredevil Season 3, because we're going to talk about it right now. Well, welcome to the club, because you are back on a nerd. All right, it's right meow, which means your spoiler warning is done. Uh, let's talk about Daredevil Season 3, which was better than Season 2, but I don't know if I would say better than Season 1. Are you fucking kidding me? It was it was the best Marvel series on Netflix to date. Okay. It is the best season of Marvel Netflix television. I would actually even say maybe the best season of Netflix television. Uh, to date. No, uh, no. What would you put above it? House of Cards? Yeah, for sure. Season what? One. I don't, I don't, I like, I, one for sure. Nah. Um, but, dude, I mean. I would have given you season two, not one. Okay, two. I don't give a shit. I said House of Cards. Let's just, let's figure there is something better out there. But this is the best, and and it's better. This is this season was better than all of the small Marvel movies. Yes, better than Ant Man, better than Ant Man and the Wasp, right? It's Not just, the AAA titles. Be- yes, yes. It's just better. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you. I told you that, so we're good. Now I finished it way before you guys did. I got so sucked in.
Yeah, it was. It I will was say that unbelievable. This is definitely a series that you're just like you're sitting there going, I can watch one more. I don't need I don't need six hours of sleep, and then it's no, I can I can work. On I don't five. need three, and then it's I I don't need to sleep. Who fucking needs sleep? This is the all only... I got to do is hang out with the kids tomorrow, right? right? They're gonna nap at some point. This is the only season of Netflix television that I looked at all thirteen episodes and said, "Yeah, that was enough." Instead of saying, "Ah, they could have shaved off three episodes," I, I, dude, I I was I, I was wanted going, more. Yeah, I was there going, "Why isn't this eighteen, nineteen, twenty-seven? I don't know, a million episodes. I want more of this, and I know it's gonna be forever until we get more." Actually. And that makes me super sad. Ryan, you're you're one hundred percent correct. I, I didn't think about that until you just said it. Is I anytime I get done watching any Netflix series, I'm just like, oh, it would have been great if we had one more, or man, that episode really kind of weak. Uh, you could have cut it out and everything would have been fine. And none of that happened with Daredevil. No. That every and and not and it wasn't just every episode was absolutely necessary. Every single storyline was absolutely necessary and all all tied together in this very sort of neat, this is how Hell's Kitchen operates kind of way. Uh, very, very much in line with uh, all of Daredevil's storylines. And they infused like two different story arcs. It was there. it was mostly Born Again, but mostly they Born infused Again. some Guardian Devil stuff in there, which yes, was so good. Yep. And uh, man, they did not hold back on that white suit, right? They gave it to us. They're just like, oh my gosh, oh my go. gosh, it was so good. I, I, oh, okay. So... Where do we want to start here? I, 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 yeah, I know. I really think we need to start with. I'll say this: I think Vincent D'Onofrio stole this season. He was. Um, I think he was amazing. He he is kingpin, and I think he's. I mean, the guy is such a versatile actor. I mean, uh, he makes such an impact on you, no matter what role he's in. Uh, that I think he was the highlight of this season, and his story this... was really told very well. This season, so the first season showed you just how freaking, like, vicious he was. This season showed you how freaking smart he is. Cunning, cunning. And cunning. Like, the first season you didn't get that because he was already in a place of power. This season he has to, like, either, like, you're thinking he's regaining the power until, like, episode eight where you're like, oh, shit, he's been in power this whole time. Right, he He owns the hotel. He is so smart. He owns the freaking hotel that he's a prisoner, quote unquote, in. And like, well, it's the it's the Pablo Escobar story. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The dude, the dude built his own prison to house him and his army, and he just had complete. Oh, free and he rank. owns the army, right? Not only did he build the prison, he also owns the army. Doesn't he own the FBI? And that, and, and that was the the thing with you know, I mean, oh, Fisk is Fisk is a federal prisoner. No, he's got a federal escort. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And it was, Brian, to your point, like it was, it became so clear that he had thought out every step in this process, the way that he played everybody, everybody from every angle was awesome. And you could see how frustrating it was for Matt and team, but the stories were so, so well done. The Karen flashback episode. Yes. Holy hell. God. they gave her almost in the entire hour. Yeah. Just a flashback. And you're you're going, this is completely necessary. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a, there's not a, a moment of this down to the the sheriff being pissy about his eggs or you know what I mean just in general just a, just an asshole. Right? right? The, mm-hmm. the and the sheriff was the father of the guy that she was shacked up with. 
So it was just a whole bad situation. And you needed every single piece of that. And it informs her character for the past two years. That's right. what I'm saying. Why you needed all of is. it. You need all of it. And I also like the fact, too, that they didn't, when Matt was, you know, obviously not down, didn't have his full capabilities, his full powers. It wasn't a mopey thing that we spent three times on, and we got to do a montage of him getting it all back, and it's going to drag out forever. No, like by the end of episode one, like, he's neti like, pot, done back up. I got a neti pot. <laughs> neti pot. Done. This neti pot actually improved everything, and now my senses are better. I was congested this whole time. Is that what I need? I'm going to go buy a neti pot. I need a neti pot I'm right saying. now. Is that... uh, we talked last week about the, the prison scene, and I think it, it still bears another conversation. It was some of the best cinematography and just amazing fighting that I have ever seen. Like, given a run for, like, hard-boiled and some of the other stuff, like, it was fucking good. Yeah. It was really good. It, and it wasn't whole, just that, though. The, the whole lead-in with the phone conversation between yeah, him and yeah. Fisk is what made it. Ugh. And, like, like just Fisk, like, knowing he, 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 he thinks he knows the secret about Matt, and it's just like, I don't care either way, I'm going to kill you because you threatened my wife. With a postage stamp. Oh my gosh. That scene was so good. Anyway. Um, every That entire fight scene was amazing. Highlight of anything ever in my entire life ever. I mean. Outside of big life events. I really need more comic book movies to do these single shot fights. I, 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 I mean. It would blow me away. And knowing that literally was a single shot. Just. I, I it just. Oh, I'm at a loss for words. How often does that happen? Not often enough, I'll tell you that much. Um, can we talk about, I mean, obviously we'll talk about Matt in a second, but can we talk about, uh, he's never given the name Bullseye, but uh, Dex? Yeah. Dex? By the way, yeah. please clarify something for me, because I'm sure that both of you know this. Is his name really Poindexter? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Ben Poindexter, yeah. Ben Point. My wife was just like, this This can't be his real name. I'm just like, it's probably his real name, because they're they're using it not in any kind of like, <laughs> Contact. So yeah, that's his real name, is Agent Poindexter. Okay. He was so his his whole story was so good. Ooh. Yep. And just A, like he's just so threatening. He is just like he is he is the physicality that Kingpin can't be in a one-on-one with Daredevil. And just the way Kingpin just uses him and just points him in the right direction is just so so good. And his entire, I love how they, 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 like, they would have certain shots where it's like he was, like, kind of trapped in his head and he was like, you could feel yourself you like going that crazy. buzzing sound, like a bee buzzing, buzzing yeah. sound. Oh. That it would just, it would build and build and build until you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then at that point, you realize oh, he's, he's also, he's also all up in his head yeah. too. And the show has somehow driven me fucking crazy. As crazy as this guy, I also, which is awesome. I also appreciate the fact that he was not a uh, invincible fighter when he went up against Matt. When it became a close quarters fight, Matt is obviously a way better brawler than anybody fucking is, and he would be the shit yeah. out of him. But as soon as any distance was put between him, it was then objects right. being thrown at him, and Matt can't do anything about that. And I think right. they did a real good job of making him uh, a force to be reckoned with, but not an invincible one. That if he got close quartered. Matt was going to be able to prevail, and they made that very apparent. 
So you should look into some of the Easter eggs. I've read a bunch of them, and a couple of things that I found most interesting have to do with uh, Bullseye, and that's um, the doctor that was fusing his spinal cord at the end yes. and using mm-hmm. some some element like it's called it's cogmium here, but originally yeah. in the in the comics it was adamantium. Yep, and it's all linked to the character Oyama that. Uh, was the first to use adamantium and was the father of Lady Deathstroke. Lady Deathstrike. Strike. Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, also fused the adamantium to Wolverine. Right, and and well, you're exactly right. So like you've got you've got that Easter egg, which was really 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 cool. Um, and what I'm saying is, based on what's happening, he's going to be bulls as Bullseye, far more formidable. Than as Dex dressed as Daredevil, he's yeah. gonna mm-hmm. be scared. And, I, and that's actually legit what they did in the comic book too, yeah, which was yeah. a nice little callback. Uh, in the comic book, after Bullseye kills Elektra, Daredevil is fighting him, and he, they're fighting up on top of a skyscraper. Bullseye falls. Daredevil catches him, and they exchange words. Uh, pretty much Bullseye saying, "You're never gonna let me die, so why don't we just cut out the charade?" And Daredevil is like. I'm just gonna let you go and just drops him. And that's how he breaks his spine in the comic book. Yep. And then it's fused with adamantium so that he can walk again. But and speaking of other it was nice. It was really, really cool callback. And speaking of other Easter eggs, uh obviously one that was pretty obvious was the hat that he wore when he was in Little League. Uh having the, the right. bullseye actually yeah, on it. Bullseye on callback it. To, yeah. to the costume itself. Um uh, I like the fact too they didn't try to explain the fact that he's got really good aim. We just accept it. Just, just yep, that's the thing. Yep. That's just always at it. Always at it. That's the that's what it is, uh, and it, and they set it up in the world where you're like, oh yeah, totally believable. Like I, I really get it, and I do appreciate the fact that he wasn't called Bullseye and that he was in the Daredevil costume for most of it. Also, it's nice to see the Daredevil uh, costume. Well, that's another Easter egg: is that Bullseye often dressed up as as superheroes to, mm-hmm. to just to cause trouble. Fucking, that's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I I. I I mean, I really had nothing bad to say. I was sad to see that. Uh, oh God, I'm sorry, I forget his name. The guy who made the costume. Um, oh, oh, um, John. His, oh, you, his, oh, you mean Melvin Potter? Melvin, Melvin yeah, uh, with Betsy. Yeah, the Gladiator. Gladiator. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes, uh, Gladiator. Sad to see. It was sad to see him go. Uh, he's he, not he just got arrested. He's you not. Think he's gone. He's not gone. Well, he no, wasn't. No, he's he'll come, be back. He, wait, he will come back. As he Gladiator. wasn't in the freezer with Julie. No, that wasn't. That's not him. Oh, he just got arrested. I'm sorry. I thought he was in the freezer. I, so did I. I but e- even if it was him, there will be some situation by which he comes back. As oh, well. All right, cool. Right on then. Because and and I say that for a couple of reasons. He's actually a a decent actor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. It's really good. Um, and then and then they revealed a lot of the gladiator characteristics in the fight between Matt. And yeah, Melvin. him grabbing the buzzsaw. The buzzsaw, exactly yeah. right. So like, there's a lot of gladiator there. So much gladiator that he can't not come back. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I thought he was in the freezer, so I was... Uh, and if Betsy... Didn't Betsy die? No, no. Matt goes to her and says, just so you Get know, so the FBI left. has Melvin and you need so to get out of the country. Right, but now, but now Matt has caused her to leave him. And now that makes him unstable and probably will leave And there's, there's Gladys. Uh, I also appreciated the getting Matt's... F- uh, getting Matt's family and getting their story together, seeing his father as a boxer and... Oh, dude. And uh, his, his mom. Uh, when... The, uh, when... When... The, when uh, Father Lantham said, "Matt knows," and she just broke down. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the saddest. This is the saddest 
cry I've heard in I don't know how long. Like a woman that had just in that moment broken because her entire life has been just, you know, just put on display. That's dude. That was heartbreaking. And she was a hard ass. Like sister Maggie was a hard ass and you knew, you knew why and and what you get it. But like the fact that in that moment, all that melted away and she was just exposed. She's just a raw nerve. And now she's going to have to change her whole life. Dude, that was an incredible, incredible scene. And it was it was just a what like a, a 60 second blurb in the show, but it was so powerful. Rant over. So. Oh, no, that was really fine. <laughs> no, that entire relationship was really good. I didn't even have a and, um, I didn't even have a problem talking to Ghost Dad. I had no problem with Ghost Dad. No, I love those scenes. Those scenes where he's talking to Kingpin in his head and exactly talking right. to his dad in his head are yep. so good. Yep. So well done. Because you're just like, oh Matt. If I could help you, like, cause you, you just know, like, it's just, this is, this is how he thinks about himself. And it's incredibly like for the, for the viewer, if you had never watched Daredevil before, you know, exactly who Matt Murdock is right. through, through those inner monologues. Well, and, yeah. And you, and you just see his state of mind and just the right. spiral that he's gone down yep. since all of this has began and knowing just how far he's fallen and what he's going to have to do to like gain that back. Like I was like, I, I remember like watching the first couple episodes and seeing it go down this path and thinking, Oh my gosh, if he never put, puts on the daredevil suit, I'm going to be pissed. And then like a couple more scenes of that, knowing where he was saying it completely makes sense that he's never yep. going to put on the daredevil suit this season. And I'm okay yep. with it. Like the fact that at the very, the very last episode, he calls Dex and says, I'm coming for you and I'm getting my suit back. I was like, yes. <laughs> so good. Uh, and, and so let's talk a little bit about Matt. There's one thing I, I want to bring up uh, that from my limited knowledge of the daredevil comics, uh, knowing just Matt's, you know, religion and his faith. I thought they did a good job of exploring that without beating anybody over the head with any kind of ideological differences or any problems like that. No, I think yeah, they did a very I good job of balancing it respectfully. Yeah, it, and it, I think it's been that way since season one. Uh, I, I think that um, when you have a crisis of faith that like Matt is having, um, certainly that, that becomes a larger part of your life, right? And they didn't over-index on it. They didn't have to highlight it. It was just, it was there. You understood it. The fact that, um, the fact that Maddie remains plugged in to Father Lantham sister Maggie the whole time tells you he's just, he, he's just, he's lost. He's not sure. Right. And that, and, but that's CJ, that's the connection, right. right? They, they show you a, they show you a mass, but what they show you is a public figure addressing his congregation prior to liturgy. Right. And that's, I think that's more powerful, right? Cause you, okay. Everybody came here for a mass. These, all these people believe in this thing. But we're not. We don't necessarily need to show you right. that. We're just going to show you the community and the the world, and Which is and the openness of that community to to take in other faiths that are having you know oh their 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 churches being renovated yep. or whatever the issue is. Uh, I thought it was really good. But uh, let's move away from that. Let's talk about Matt Murdock's arc in this because Brian, you were right when uh, when the season first started. Like we better see that goddamn Daredevil costume on Matt Murdock. And the more and more that I watched the show, I realized oh Matt doesn't a want that. We don't need that. And yeah, it was so weird that I'm like, yeah, that's that's okay. I'm cool with that. 
Uh, but they let us into his mind well enough to justify that. I, th- I thought they did a good job with giving us where Matt is within this process and, and where he is within his life. Yeah, I mean, like I was I was kind of interested in how I knew they were going to do Born Again, but I was kind of interested in how they were going to do Born Again because the whole concept of Born Again is that Kingpin is systematically taking out Matt Murdock's life. But at this point at the beginning of the series, Matt Murdock is dead, essentially. And he's got no life to dismantle. He doesn't have the law practice or anything so like that. So he discredited Daredevil. So he discredits Daredevil, yeah, and just makes his life even worse in that regard. Like, the only thing that he thought he had was, I'll just continue to do the vigilante stuff and screw Matt Murdock. Like, the the other fact is that the fact that Matt does, does not want to even be Matt Murdock Matt, anymore. Matt Murdock is walking away from Matt yep. Murdock. Right. It was so well done. And, uh What's his name? Chris Cox? Is that Charlie? Is that his name? Charlie Cox? Charlie. Charlie Cox. Yeah. He 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 just does this part so freaking well. Yeah. This this like if you haven't seen him on Boardwalk Empire, you're missing out. I'll, I'll tell you that. Boardwalk Empire. He was excellent in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Excellent. Um. Yeah. He just he just plays. He delivers it so well. He delivers this this this. To your point, CJ, it's not mopey. Yeah. Like it, it, it's he's clearly having conflicted. a crisis he's of, conflicted he's conflicted he's having a crisis of faith he doesn't know who he is anymore he doesn't want to be what he was before but he and, is he plays conflicted a very well b he he like turns that inner conflict into outward rage in in a way that like i like it is controlled yeah rage mm-hmm. and just channeled into people he deems as criminals and it, i mean like from from an outside perspective, you're like, well, that's fucking crazy to say, but like, that's who Daredevil is. In the same way, the Punisher is who he is, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, this character is really, really well written and like, and and done better. Like when you think about the characters that are out there right now in the ether, Daredevil is just as good as Iron Man, as Thor, just as good as Captain America. Daredevil is that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, ridiculous to say, but this this dude is that good. He could be on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, with, oh, with yeah. some of the, and I just and I and I love the metamorphosis his character goes through by the by the end of the season, where he's not the same Matt Murdock, even though he's like ex- accepted the fact that hey, I do need people close to me. I I can't do this alone. I'm going to continue to be a lawyer. Like, but he's completely different. Like you can tell. Through his performance, like, oh, it's it, it, he is so well done. And, and but to your point, Josh, like as much as I would love to see him on the big screen, like this, the reason this character works is because we have 13 hours a season. Oh, yeah. And and you're absolutely right. I wouldn't want to compromise 13 hours for two ever. Right. Not of this show. It's so deep. There's such a big world being built around it. And now we get to infuse probably more Punisher more he- like this this season of Daredevil I think because there were mentions of Jessica Jones because you know what I mean there were mentions of other characters mm-hmm. this adds fuel to the Netflix Marvel fire finally I just want to mention uh, the two characters that we haven't talked about uh, I don't know if we need to go in a huge arc for him but uh, the foggy uh, I thought his story was was really, really good, really strong, and I enjoyed watching his relationship with Matt. 
the other one was Ray. Uh, just seeing again, we want to talk about a conflicted person. Uh, I really thought Ray was going to go one way, and he went another. Uh, it was he did yeah, the right thing in the yeah, end. and I was I was really uh, really happy with both of those that performances. Was, I I mean, yeah, and cool. just the caliber of actor, like whether you know them or not, that they get for the this series is is so good. It is really good to the point where like I'm watching an episode. Cassie came over and like I'm like okay can I let me just finish this episode and she's like yeah and she like caught the five minute scene between Ray and Kingpin where Ray is like suspecting he's finally he finally is getting put in the pieces together and he goes in the Kingpin's bedroom and they have that conversation um and she looks at me and she's like this guy's really good and I'm like yeah I know you should watch this show <laughs> you would love it so for me um to address your foggy arc, I, that dude is just funny. Is he's a great friend, and if you if you watch and listen to a lot of his attitudes, they're actually pretty closely mirrored by Sister Maggie. So there there's some there's a there's a real clear parallel there, which was very cool for me um, that Matt has had this influence in his life for a bunch of years, even though his mother, who is the same sort of way, wasn't around. Um, foggy continues to be ballsy continues um to be brave in the in the face of death essentially um especially in how he handled uh Seaman Nadim which was very cool that that whole interchange uh, between him and Dex exchange at the uh FBI office and then that scene that followed and then just everything like between him and Mahoney and between him and Blake Tower like Foggy's arc was very interesting and I don't think you can have this like I don't think you can take any one character, not Blake Tower, not Mahoney, not you certainly not Foggy or Karen, but like all of these ancillary people, Ray Nadim couldn't couldn't have the season without him or his wife. It's really cool. The, the the special agent charge Hatley needed her there. Even even like the side characters played a part. It was a big deal. And all these guys have, have you know have had bigger, you know, big roles before, so it shouldn't be a surprise, but like Netflix does it so well. I, I anybody who doesn't watch this show is ridiculous, ridiculous, and that you don't have to like comics to watch this show. No, it's just it's just a solid crime thriller with some superhero action in it, and, and it's, not, it like, not, it's not superhero, right? It's not supernatural. Vigilante, just, we'll say. Yeah, vigilante, vigilante action. Well, listen, we've talked obviously extensive about it, but we want to turn it over to you. We'd love to hear your impressions and your thoughts on Daredevil Season 3. Uh, so go ahead and uh, you can email us at podcast at thatkindnerd.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter at thatkindnerd or Instagram at thatkindnerdpodcast. Uh, now that you've made it through the entire show, I want to thank you, the listener, for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work or, as Brian said, a wonderful jet ski uh, session that you have. Uh, it's totally worth it. Please support the show on Patreon. If you want to get more great discussions about stuff that we watch, you can hear us do our spoiler cast. We just did A Star is Born and published it last week. Uh, so you definitely, you definitely want to hear that conversation. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thatkindernerd. Join the $10 tier and get access to our spoiler cast. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Well, welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd. We need to start the show. My voice is getting worse. That's you should really have bad. like tea with honey. Oh, I, I've got I've got fluids. Fluids? No seltzer. No seltzer this week because of this. What what are what are the fluids? Are they bodily fluids? You get, let me tell you a little bit of honey, 
a little bit of tears from my 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 children, and then of course uh, the blood of a goat. Ah, blood of a goat, honey, and children's tears. I also got comments on uh, the f- idea of Josh having uh, extra extra relationships with Chris Hemsworth being the best part of certain. People's I, I gotta say <laughs> that made a few people's week. Um, do it. All right. To I which need- I said, I brought that up. You're welcome. So I opened Pokemon Go today. I got it up and running again. How how could you sign in? Oh, wait, that's right. You were signed out. I Some sort of miracle occurred, and when I hit sign in with Google, it worked this time. No no joke. I need to go get a lozenge. I'll be right back. I need, I a, need lozenge. a lozenge. I need a lozenge. My throat. It's just the weirdest word. Lozenge. It's just one of those. It doesn't even sound like what it is. It does not like, like well ad. No, like, it, like if I said to just someone who's learning the language for the first time, do you need a lozenge? It sounds like something m- medical, but not medicinal, like something you might insert up into me, like a, up in you. Yeah, like lozenge. I'm going to lozenge you. It's a verb. Oh, it's a, so it sounds like it sounds like the act of shoving something of up shoving something up there. It's a nasty. It's like a, it's just a really nasty, nasty medical term. Verb. It may be Latin. Latin for up the pooper? Latin for shoving something up into somebody else. Lozenge. It's lemon. Are you eating like a Luden's candy right now? It's a it's a Hall's. All right. As long go, as it's, go get a Werther's original, you 90-year-old. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. I got some butterscotch. When you open your Werther's original, make sure to do it at the most inconvenient time in the quietest setting. So way to maximize I like to open my Werther's originals at funerals. <laughs> he's not even he's not even attending. He just goes in there to open I just his go Werther's. To funerals. That's the only place I can open them. <laughs> he's he's pulling he pulls over. <laughs> you know, like the end he of wedding over crashes, in a funeral home. <laughs> he walks in, opens his Werther's, pops it in his mouth like triumphantly, and then walks the fuck out of the funeral home. <laughs> oh my god, he killed me. I just uh, keep going up and down graveyards, uh, just waiting. You know, just don't bother. It's over. You, you got it. It won. My shit is somewhere in this closet. I don't know where it is. It's lost. I opened my Werther's at funerals. Title of the episode. Maybe while I wait for Josh, I'll catch this Oddish. <laughs>